with little sighs against the piles under the floor. He took an eyedropper from a drawer and bent over the starfish. At that moment, there were quick, soft steps on the wooden stairs and a strong knocking at the door. A slight grimace of annoyance crossed the young man's face as he went to open. A tall, lean woman stood in the doorway. She was dressed in a severe dark suit, her straight black hair growing low on a flat forehead was must as though the wind had been blowing it. Her black eyes glittered in the strong light. She spoke in a soft, throaty voice. May I come in? I want to talk to you. I'm very busy just now, he said half-heartedly. I have to do things at times. But he stood away from the door. The tall woman slipped in. I'll be quiet until you can talk to me. He closed the door and brought the uncomfortable chair from the bedroom. You see, he apologized, the process is started and I must get to it. So many people wandered in and asked questions. He had little routines of explanations for the commoner processes. He could say them without thinking. Sit here, in a few minutes I'll be able to listen to you. The tall woman leaned over the table. With the eyedropper, the young man gathered fluid from between the rays of the starfish and squirted it into a bowl of water, and then he drew some milky fluid and squirted it in the same bowl and stirred the water gently with the eyedropper. He began his little patter of explanation. When starfish are sexually mature, they release sperm and ova when they are exposed at low tide. By choosing mature specimens and taking them out of the water, I give them a condition of low tide. Now I've mixed the sperm and eggs. Now I put some of the mixture in each one of these ten watch glasses. In ten minutes, I will kill those in the first glass with menthol. Twenty minutes later, I will kill the second group, and then a new group every twenty minutes. Then I will have arrested the process in stages, and I will mount the series on microscope slides for biologic study. He paused. Would you like to look at this first group under the microscope? No, thank you. He turned quickly to her. People always wanted to look through the glass. She was not looking at the table at all, but at him. Her black eyes were on him. But they did not seem to see him. He realized why. The irises were as dark as the pupils. There was no color line between the two. Dr. Phillips was piqued at her answer. Although answering questions bored him, a lack of interest in what he was doing irritated him. A desire to arouse her grew in him. While I'm waiting the first ten minutes, I have something to do. Some people don't like to see it. Maybe you'd better step into that room until I finish. No, she said in her soft, flat tone. Do what you wish. I will wait until you can talk to me. Her hands rested side by side on her lap. She was completely at rest. Her eyes were bright, but the rest of her was almost in a state of suspended animation, He thought, low metabolic rate, almost as low as a frog's from the looks. The desire to shock her out of her inanition possessed him again. He brought a little wooden cradle to the table, laid out scalpels and scissors, and rigged a big hollow needle to a pressure tube. Then from the killing chamber, he brought the limp dead cat and laid it in the cradle and tied its legs to hooks in the sides. He glanced sideways at the woman. She had not moved. She was still at rest. The cat grinned up into the light, its pink tongue stuck out between its needle teeth.
Dr. Phillips deftly snipped open the skin at the throat. With the scalpel, he slit through and found an artery. With flawless technique, he put the needle in the vessel and tied it in with gut. Embalming fluid, he explained. Later, I'll inject yellow mass into the venous system and red mass into the arterial system. For bloodstream dissection. Biology classes. He looked around at her again. Her dark eyes seemed veiled with dust. She looked without expression at the cat's open throat. Not a drop of blood had escaped. The incision was clean. Dr. Phillips looked at his watch. Time for the first group. He shook a few crystals of menthol into the first watch glass. The woman was making him nervous. The rats climbed about on the wire of their cage again and squeaked softly. The waves under the building beat with little shocks on the piles. The young man shivered. He put a few.